Welcome to the Beyond the Guest List podcast. My name's Charlotte from Harbour and & Coop and we're a mobile cocktail bar company based within Yorkshire. From us, you can expect a real, raw and honest look into the wedding and events industry with guest appearances, some upcoming trends, some solo episodes and so much more. So grab a glass of wine, sit back, relax and let's jump straight into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Guest List. My name's Charlotte from Harbour and Coop, and we have got another lovely guest with us on today's episode. And we have got the fantastic Rebecca Kerr from Rebecca Kerr Photography. Uh, Rebecca, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Yes. Well, I'm Rebecca. Obviously, you've already already said that. Um, I am a wedding photographer. I live in a tiny little village in between Barnsley and Sheffield. So South Yorkshire is where I'm based. Well, Yorkshire in general is where I'm based, but I will travel all around the UK. And I mean, even if anybody is getting married somewhere, fancy an exotic, I mean, get in touch. Uh, yeah, that's me. I'm married. My husband is called Ross. And we have two kids, Zach and Emmy, who are in equal measure, delightful and pains in the backside. <laughs> um, and how yeah. did you get into photography, Rebecca? Um, I feel like it's just something that I've done forever not as a career or professionally but just it's you know it's always been a part of my life well I say always not as a child particularly but like as a teenager just always had my little compact camera in my bag and it would go everywhere with me and I would take thousands of photographs of all of my friends and I would make them well not make them they were always equally as keen as I was to take the picture but we would like choose our outfits, do hair, do makeup, have a little like bedroom photo shoot. I say bedroom photo shoot, that makes it sound like CD. It was just in the in our bedrooms that we would like get dressed up and we would do all of these poses and things like that. So photography, it's just ever since being a teenager, it's just always been something that I've really enjoyed doing. And then in terms of taking it in a direction of trying to make a career of it and do it professionally, at the beginning of 2020 and the end of 2019, I was thinking about turning 30, which was going to be my next birthday coming up. And I just couldn't stop thinking about being a professional photographer and just wanting to, I didn't want to turn 30 without, I know this sounds so cheesy, but I didn't want to turn 30 without having like pursued a dream or followed my passion. So at the beginning of 2020, I just thought, screw it. I'll just, I'll get some friends. I'll get some family. I'll get them to, we'll set up a shoot. I'll take some pictures of them and I'll just put myself out there and see what happens. And I feel like, I say the rest is history. I mean, 2020 was a bit of a write-off in a lot of ways. But I'm still really glad that I started because I think if I hadn't, if I'd have waited for after the pandemic, I probably would have never. I would have just taken that as a sign from the universe to be like, nope, do you know what? That dream is just going to stay a dream. It's nice to know that it's always been something that's kind of been in your life, whether you realised it was just a fun thing that you did with your friends. I know that we admittedly have got probably about 20 or 30 hidden photo albums on Facebook from like cringe photos yeah. my friends took when we were younger but it's all so much fun but yeah it's it's nice that it's kind of been part of your life even if you didn't maybe realize it was part of your life yeah exactly and so I've I've had like a, a big cam a big proper camera I think I got my first 
proper camera. I say proper camera. You know what I mean, right? Like the big, what yeah. you would expect to see a professional with. I got my first um, one when I think I was, it was maybe my 19th birthday. So I've had over a decade of like working with a proper camera and like teaching myself all of the settings and things like that because it's all completely self-taught. I've not had any, like I didn't do it at college or uni or anything like that. It's just all all my skills are self-taught. Do you think that's benefited you? Or if you could go back and sort of do it all again and learn it all again, would you sit like official courses and get sort of official qualifications? Or do you think you probably learn quite a lot from being self-taught? Yeah, I feel like I've learned plenty from being self-taught. And I don't, maybe it would be different if I had done it at university and things like that. But I sometimes feel like, when you study something it can often take a lot of the joy out of it like it just becomes then technically driven all the time um whereas maybe I'm not the most technical photographer but I really have a good time when I'm taking those pictures <laughs> you were quite like a practical learner in that sense then yeah definitely and I always I feel like it was a real slow learning curve over the time that it was just a hobby like over that decade and then from the beginning of last year where I decided I'm going to try and make something more of it that was a real steep learning curve of really then learning how to manage different lighting situations and how to do things like intentional blur and things like that and um, and I always learn a lot on each shoot as well of thinking like oh the way that they were positioned wasn't quite right next time I'll make sure that they turn around so that the light is facing them differently or next time I'll try the couple in this different I'll prompt them in a different way or something like that so I feel like I feel like that is something that will just keep growing and evolving and changing for those of you who are listening um me and Rebecca haven't actually known each other that long but it feels no. like forever um, I actually stumbled across your Instagram page mm. I think it was maybe like as Covid was hitting and I was like obsessed with everything <laughs> you were posting and then when I looked back I thought I'm gonna have a real little stalk here you'd only been posting since like the start of the year yeah <laughs> the funny thing is actually I, I scrolled back through my own feed the other day just like I was just being like oh do you know I've come such a long way like my style and the way that I edit and things like that and I was scrolling back and there was a post from like the beginning of March where in my caption I'd, I'd written something about like it being such a topsy-turvy world and not knowing what was going to happen and I saw that you had commented on it and that you had said something you'd said something about um wishing you all the best and hoping that we all come out of this the other end like happier and like positive and I was just like oh my gosh this is the first time she commented on my post this is where it all started oh previous Charlotte was clearly feeling very emotional in yeah (laughs) <laughs> in that first lockdown I think that got us all didn't it that was just a shock to the system yeah most definitely and so mm. just sort of touching on that as well like you have come so far in the past 12-15 months mm. uh, with like your skills and your creativity and like you know your client base how have you managed actually learning about running a business and that's like- the secret is I feel like I am totally winging it <laughs> don't we all <laughs> No, <laughs> I just learn, learning as I go along, learning about doing my taxes, learning about doing a website and the client um, management system and things like that. Yeah, I feel like I'm just learning as I need to. Um, but also, I feel like 
this is not exactly answering your question but related but more photography based is that because last year weddings obviously barely any wedding happened or a very small percentage of the ones that were meant to happen happened and so it wasn't the ideal first year for me in terms of like building my portfolio and expanding my client base and things like that so one thing that I really made sure to do a lot of last year and the beginning of this year is pay to do photography workshops, get myself organised my own style shoot, get involved with other shoots that other people had organised. And I feel like that just really allowed me to push the boundaries of my creativity and just see what kind of things I could accomplish and really figure out like what my style was in terms of like the content of the pictures that I like taking that I like shooting and my editing style and the way that I work with clients and couples so even though I didn't get it from the actual real life weddings I feel like I do you know it's one thing that I'm actually really proud of myself for that I felt like I was really proactive and really tenacious and even though it wasn't happening naturally I just made it happen for myself. Um, something else I wanted to touch on was you just mentioned then about your sort of style of photography now until we sort of entered the huge world that is weddings and events mm. I think photography styles isn't necessarily something I'd ever really thought about but now when I compare like your style of work to other photographers um, and just generally sort of across the industry everybody is so different in how they do things um, so how did you determine what your style was to start with? I I think at first I just started taking pictures of things that interested me and things that I, well, yeah, it was just what interested me. Like I started off with, um, I did initially a lot of family work and taking pictures of um, couples and families like with parents with their children which I love to do I think that's really important to document your family because kids change and grow so quickly and life just can change so quickly so I think that's really important so I started off with doing that and I feel like it just helped me to realize that I love to capture like the authentic natural moments where I mean nothing against photographers who are studio based or anything like that but that just seems like a different world to me. And to, to me at least, I feel like the thought of working in a studio where it's just in a room with maybe artificial lights, that really feels stifling to my creativity. And I feel like I would struggle for ideas and things like that. Whereas out on a location where maybe it's just a couple who have, they've gone for a picnic and I'm just taking pictures of them having a lovely time together, that just, gives me so many more ideas like I can just think of things right off the top of my head of like this would be amazing we could try this well yeah so I think that's that's it really that I just did things that seemed exciting and interesting to me I love that about that's one thing that really like drew me to you and your style and your work was that you kind of get the, that real aspect of things and you know not everything is perfect you know you might have your hair stuck to your lip gloss but there's nothing better than seeing pictures of their other half like taking the hair out of their mouth or like you know that real kind of yeah. like you said authentic almost like you're part of the crowd or part of their friends group or whatever it is and I think that's something that really draws me to what it is that you do and how you work 
exactly I sometimes think of myself as a bit of a camera wielding third wheel (laughs) (laughs) I just tag along for these moments of people's lives and for the most part like for weddings and things like that I like to be quite unobtrusive and just really just take pictures of what is happening obviously like if there's if it was a gorgeous golden hour or there was an amazing sunset I would be like come on we've got to get some pictures of this but for the most part I don't want to be I don't I don't I would say I don't want to be bossy sometimes you have to be bossy you know like to get everybody together for the groups and things like that so absolutely when necessary I can be that but for the most part I just like to leave it to whatever is actually naturally happening and not so much but butt in of be like oh I can see that you're having this gorgeous moment with your um with your new husband but let me just say can you come and do this for me instead or can you just make sure that you turn your head or whatever I'd rather just let the moment happen and capture it as it's happening and do you have this sort of conversation with your couples and clients before they book you in terms of figuring out the kind of flow and how things work yeah definitely and I think it's really important that before anybody um books that they get a feel for who I am as a person and the way that I work and to see whether that is actually what they want for their wedding day because like for example there was an inquiry that I had a little while back and I did a video consultation with them and we got along really well but they ended up not booking me because they said that they'd met with another photographer who um who basically said that they he, she would boss them around a lot more and that was what they wanted and I just thought you know what that is absolutely fine that you chose not to go with me because that's not mm. that's not what I would be like and if that's what you wanted then booking me would have not been the right choice you wouldn't have got what you wanted on your wedding day so I think it's really important that people have these conversations with their photographer or with any of their suppliers but especially a photographer you know because they spend you're spending the whole day with them on their wedding day I think some people probably need a little bit of direction maybe if you know you're not necessarily as confident in front of the camera or you are very aware that there's somebody there you maybe do need a little bit more kind of oh should we get some more stage photos or a bit of suggestive um guidance almost and let me be totally clear as well I absolutely do that when I was saying that I would rather see like the moments happen naturally I mean what I'm talking about there like where you're coming out and it's like the confetti throw or you're mingling with your guests at cocktail hour or during the speeches and things like that those moments I absolutely will well I say absolutely not it is highly unlikely that I will interfere with what is happening in that moment but when it comes to things like the couple's portraits and things like that at that point I will guide the couple because there are so many people who start their sessions with me and say oh my gosh we're so awkward in front of the camera or we're gonna we feel so nervous about having these pictures taken because when the camera is pointed in someone's direction generally they don't know what to do they need somebody to say right let's start off in this way this is maybe try and do this with your hands because people never know what to do with their hands it's not so bad for the bride like if she's holding her flowers or things like that but the groom sometimes they'll just be like hand down by his thighs so I'll be like why don't you try putting that in your pocket why don't we bring that up into your partner's hair why don't you put it behind the neck and bring her in for a kiss and so at those moments I absolutely give direction because I don't just expect anybody to know what to do in front of the camera it's that end result that they then get 
I think if you, because hopefully you only have to really do like your wedding day once. And if you were to get those pictures back and be like, oh, my hand looks so awkward or, mm-hmm. oh, I wish I had looked over his shoulder or whatever it was. And obviously if you're there to guide them through that, then, you know, it kind of makes sure that it's all super seamless, which is yeah. lovely. Exactly. So when couples are looking for their photographer, whether it's for um, a sort of engagement shoe or a wedding shoe or whatever it is, um, what are your sort of tips on allowing your couples to figure out what their style is? So whether they like something that's a little bit sort of dark and moody or do they like something that's quite light and airy? Are they up for trying something totally new? What's your sort of perspective on that? Because I know that quite a lot of photographers have their very much own style of editing and the sort of um, colour tones that they use and the lighting that they use. I I sound like I I know what I'm talking about. I definitely (laughs) do not know what I'm talking about. And I think social media is so helpful for that in that you can just follow loads of different photographers literally for free and just see their work and see what they post. I think that's a really good starting point. And then also when you follow someone on social media, you can watch their stories, you can watch their reels. And I know for me, my feed is somewhere that I keep very professional and that is a reflection of my style and my work. But my reels and my stories, I feel like that's where I put more of myself. I mean, like more of my personality. So I just always think they want to know what they're getting before they book or before someone turns up on a wedding day. Especially you're asking them to spend a lot, invest a lot of money into you, like they need to know who you are. So I think the best way to figure out the kind of style that you want is just to follow loads of different photographers and see, see which ones you keep liking and maybe like save them and, you know, save them in a, what's it called? Like a saved tab? Oh yeah, like the save, yeah, the saved tab. (laughs) I don't know why that (laughs) alluded so much. Um, and press the little save button and then go back and see if there's like a common theme to the types of images that they've been loving and then just go from there and the sort of photography industry as a whole if uh, a client came to you with an idea of what they wanted but it perhaps wasn't maybe the sort of style that you go for or the editing um, style that you go for do you kind of have like a pool of people to lean on is there other people that you could recommend Yeah, definitely, because I think it would be a big no-no to ask a photographer to edit in in the style of somebody else that is not at all like what their original style is. Like my my editing style is on the darker end of the spectrum, and it's maybe a bit less saturated. Well, I take down the saturation, so it's the colours aren't so bright and vibrant, but. I know that there are photographers out there that are light and airy where the exposure is really bumped up or where the colours really pop. And so I just think, I've forgotten where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that made you um, settle on that style? I know you said that you kind of go for a little bit of a darker tone. But I've definitely yeah. noticed that, I know we did a shoot at Greenbank Barnes, mm. but you still managed to capture us. So there was quite a lot of colour in there. It wasn't, like it was dark in the sense of it was a little bit more shadowy and... Mm-hmm like almost cozy if that's the right word but you still got the color element in there so how did you kind of stumble on that I think just from years of you know like editing my own photos of like my family and when I've been on holiday and things like that and just 
I guess that's just how I've always done it because I think that's just what I like mm. like there are so many like sliders and tools and things like that on Lightroom that I um, use for editing that it would be really easy for me to well all the time I'm experimenting with what would this like if it was just a bit more if it was a bit brighter or what if I brought the shadows down a bit further and it just so always happens that the way that I think it looks the best is now pretty consistent um, and a non-professional wedding question for you hmm. and I'm sure most people listening will be able to agree that there are people in their friendship group or in their relationship that are 10 out of 10 at taking pictures of their other half or of the rest of the girl gang or their family and then there are some other people who seem to just not be able to get it right because <laughs> <laughs> you're almost uh, like iphone at home tips for taking a good picture of somebody whether it's i think lighting is so important you need to get the lighting perfect and the way a good way to do it i feel like this is something that will be far more visual so i'll try to explain it as best <laughs> i can is to make your hand into a fist and then just move round in a circle and watch how the light changes on the skin of your fist and seeing where it looks the most flattering and whichever whichever spot the skin on your hand looks like the smoothest and the nicest you want to then make sure that your face is facing in that same direction so that it's super flattering on you. Yeah. Ah, okay. okay. Um, um, and what about the actual frame of what pictures people take? For example, <laughs> me and my other half went away um, at the weekend and we were on the coast and I walked past, brace yourself, a pink house. Yeah. And I was like, get your phone out i am and i was in my gym leggings and my my puffer coat and i was like i'm having a picture in front of said pink house well uh it's out of focus there's bird poo all around me um, and there's probably more there's more of the floor than the pink house in the background <laughs> so what's your tips for i'm gonna send you it after we've recorded this yeah um, but for actual actually capturing the picture and the sort of space around whether it's a person or a meal or whatever it is the photo you're I feel like there are loads of technical answers that you can give of like the rule of thirds well and you know I say things like that assuming that everybody will know what that means do you know what I mean by the rule of thirds or do I need to ex explain I do but that's only because I kind of geek out a little bit and I like to look at these sort of things but for those listeners who maybe don't know feel free to delve in a little bit further yeah, so I feel like probably most people do know because even on your iPhone, I think it's a setting that you can put on on your camera. So it's basically splitting the photo into a grid line. It looks like um, what you draw when you play in noughts and crosses, that it's, it's split into three equal parts. And the rule of thirds basically is that a photo will be more visually pleasing if the subject of your photo is over where some of those lines would cross over ah. so whether it's like a third of the way down or a third to the side or along the top and um, so that's always something to consider but in the situation that you were talking about maybe what i would have done was to get down quite low and angle angle it up to get all of the glorious pink house okay. in the frame yeah i'm going to actually send you the picture 
um, and any critiques you can have. It's not going to make it onto social media. So <laughs> you, who are desperate to see the horrific work, I bet he's going to listen to this episode and be like, why are you being so nasty? <laughs> you know, um, though, it, it does also um, just make me... <laughs> yeah, it's just a giant pink wall, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Oh dear, I'm going to send him to you for some uh, some lessons, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the shade of pink is delightful and your pose is full of confidence, but it's just, yeah, it's just a pink wall. You can't tell that it's a gorgeous, like, delightful house. Um, the thing that I was going to say, though, was that it really is reassuring to me that not everybody can take a good photo. I don't know if it's because it's something that comes maybe because I've had so many years of practice it comes a bit more naturally and it's something that is quite easy to me so I, I think it's just something that then I, I assume that everybody can do mm-hmm. um, I don't know I don't mean that to sound big-headed or anything like that but um, it's always really, really reassuring to me like whenever I give Ross my camera I'll set up all of the settings exactly perfectly and I'll hand over the camera and say, right, can you take a picture? Or can you take a picture of me and the kids? And they just don't turn out. And it's just always really, really reassuring to me to know that actually there is more to it than just knowing how to do the settings of the camera. So, yeah, yeah. that just made, yeah, made me think of, um, think of that, just personal reassurance for me. <laughs> I think that's something else that I think I'm pretty sure I've seen yourself mention it and maybe a couple of other photographers in the area um about especially like parents like moms and dads oh, about getting in the pictures and you know not just mm-hmm. taking photos of your children I know this is a little bit like not wedding related but you know getting the pictures because for how long are you just going to be the one who's behind the camera taking nice photos but you're not actually in any of them enjoying those moments with your children or your spaghetti bolognese or whatever it is that you're eating or that moment you're enjoying yeah exactly I feel like we all have so many excuses of why not to get into a picture whether it's I don't like my nose it's too crooked or I need to lose weight or I'm not having a picture done until I've had been back to the hairdressers or anything like that and my opinion is it's just capturing a moment of moment in time and if that is what life is like right now then so be it still get in the picture take the damn photo because at some point in the future you'll look back on it and you'll have far kinder eyes looking back on it than you do looking at yourself now and I just think there won't be a time where you will regret getting in the photo but there might be plenty of times where you will look back and you'll think oh my whole family was there Mm. but I'm not you wouldn't know that I was there because I'm not in the picture yeah we um again sort of it's very true that you say that I know that especially during Covid where I don't think I wore makeup or a bra for probably about Mm -hmm. five months um but you know we'd go out for walks and stuff and I'd think oh god it's such a lovely evening or you know all the golf courses were closed so we went out for little walks over the golf course and trying to get pictures of yourself even when you don't necessarily feel the nicest you know to be able to look back on in five ten years time and say to your families we we're in a pandemic like and it's it's mental and these are the pictures that we have to look back on it you know the fact that you didn't have makeup on or a bra on or had literally used a can of dry shampoo on your hair should yeah. stop you from taking those pictures yeah exactly and if you are looking back at them in five or ten years 
even you would look back at them and you would probably not notice like the no makeup or no bra or anything like that. You would probably look back at them and be like, oh my gosh, look, I hardly had any wrinkles around my eyes then. Or, oh my, I didn't have any grey hair back then and look at what, what I've got now. I feel like you would just always look back at it far more nicely than you would look at it currently. Yeah, oh, Rebecca, I love you. You're just so humble. <laughs> so just as we sort of start to wrap things up, I could literally talk to you forever. Um, One thing that I found quite apparent, <laughs> being in a time where everything is digital, everything is on social media, I think we get probably about 80% of our bookings through social media. You know, not many people want to pick up the phone anymore. As a photographer, how do you stand out in a world that is so image focused and so image led and that is what attracts people in? I, what is I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know what it, well, I say I don't know what makes me stand out. I feel like I always get really good response to like when I post reels and things like that where it's me being a bit silly or me being really sincere. I feel I don't say this in a big headed or boastful way at all because it's the same for every other person but I feel like what makes me stand out is is me is me as a person like who I am because there are so many people who take amazing beautiful photographs but <laughs> this is so cheesy there's only one me <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think you're from my opinion I think you're very relatable you know you work hard you're a mom with two kids you know you're married you've got a house you really put your heart and soul into everything you do and I think that really shows like in your imagery and everything that you produce um and I think that's why you know you will continue to like just get bigger and better and more successful and stuff as time goes by hopefully Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'll toot your trumpet for you if you don't want to toot it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that pretty much brings us to the end of today's episode. Do you want to give a bit of a shameless plug as to where people can find you on socials? I'll leave everything down in the show notes. So the best place or the place that I keep up to date most frequently and where, like I said, where I just show more of me and my life and who I actually am is on Insta. So um, I'm on there as Rebecca Photography. In fact, I think basically any place that you would find me is down as Rebecca Photography. So yeah, just search for that and you'll find Brilliant. me. And I think I actually went on your website. I was looking for something the other day and there was the pop-up for your, um, the free wedding guide. The wedding guide, Do you yeah. want to talk a little bit about that just before we finish? Yeah, it's just, um, it's just a free resource with lots of, helpful hopefully helpful advice on like timeline planning and a few tips for planning whilst the pandemic is still a part of daily life um and yeah I just wanted to put something out there that people could download and use that was just for free so yeah, if you want a freebie, go and check it out from my website. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. It was lovely chatting to you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.